What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You know what I'm saying? Now, to all those out there trying or is thoroughly representing the hip-hop way of life, bring it on! Bring it on! Yeah, we back on the map for real. Yeah. We be the ones, know your BB gun can't pierce my force field. No. Ninja suit, disguise, generals, blood spilling, filling up Olympic size swimming pools with attitude. When we swing, you better think quick. No, it ain't a thing. Y'all get extinguished. Damn. I'm a delinquent who can't think straight or focus. Drank from the Red River and ate some locusts. Yeah. Self-titled magic most in the Dutch master. Speed the song up, shouty, you'll get faster. It really sucks that you're a rapper, but that's okay. Here's a lie for you, my cat won't spray. So pass the Jose. Hey. and prepare for the Rubik's Cube and singing baritone at the concerto. Mm. I am God's reincarnation director. Changing from a flea to a red hot chili pepper. <laughs> so who's a hot stepper? When you can't walk on lava or get stretched out like spaghetti pasta. We got heavy choppers yep. and some free chippers. Uh -huh. Paper shredders that shape heads to a weed critter. Oh. This is the city of Tampa. We speak Florida grandma. Send a card to your grandma with a heart and some handcuffs. Ooh. So how you so damn tough? Put your hand up and get a high five with a hand drum. Go get recording no you're not we're not even live yet it's this is fine dude this is what people tune into my feed for to get the before the before oh so you've been giving people exclusive sneak previews to every episode and you're drinking a mike's hard lemonade mother yeah i like that shirt that shirt goes hard bro you see that shirt that mark has on nah he's not on the video right now yo peep it when he comes back bro I'll peep it. I'll peep it out, dude. Put my glasses on, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go get my glasses, too, 
All right, now we're ready to go. Yeah, I like that shirt. Thank you. It's it's pops on the live stream here. So we got a lot of shit that we're going to talk about today. And we also, I've, I've surprised you guys, since this is our first live stream ever that we're officially planning on doing, hopefully every other Tuesday, I thought we would do something fun and different. So I have a rotating group of people that are going to jump on the show. Some you may be familiar with, some you definitely haven't met yet. We're going to be live by ourselves for the first half an hour or so, and then we're going to start to bring people in and out. And maybe we'll even get some live chatters to join in. Yeah, I saw there's a few, there's a bunch of people in the chat, bro. There's 16 people waiting. Holy shit. We got people chatting already. Is there a smokable homunculus? Mm, is that the first topic? <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. I mean, we could smoke one. Like, dude, th- have you ever seen that movie? How high? Where Mark, you, gotta you smoke your boy, dude. <laughs> you just got a copy of Jenny Fleck, right? Uh. Wait, was that professional yeah. change the topic style? Yeah, I have it. I have it. You got that from, from Michael? Yeah. Bro, that, that book is worth a lot of fucking money, dude. I know. Like a lot of money. Wait, Juan, are you, are you, do you, do you do this to your friends and family at all times? Just change the topic like that 90 degrees? Yeah, we're starting right now. So we'll talk about this in a second. Let's make sure that we're, yeah, we're live. Can you hear the motorcycles behind me, baby? And that's perfect timing because I'm greased up. I got gasoline pumping in my veins, and I'm ready for the first ever Illuminati confirmed live stream here on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. And I got my number one co host of all time with me, my main man hitting the slopes hard, Chris Price. And then my main man down south, the gator homunculologist himself, Juan Ayala. Illuminati confirmed. Can I get a What's going on? (laughs) Gotta get get rid of those buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta hit all the fucking buttons, bro. Yeah, they're saying so, no sound. What, what's going I'm on? I'm so glad that Juan recorded it because I just realized that we didn't have sound. But that's okay. This is our first live stream. Yeah, they can't hear us, Mark. They can hear us now. I just recorded fixed it because I just realized I, I that we didn't now. have sound. But that's okay. Be able to hear this is now. our first Here's a delay with the chat, you know, so that we'll, we'll make sure. Listen, <laughs> we're off to a rocky start, okay? We're off to a rocky start. Can you ask for a better hosted intro than that? I just did a see. Look, there you go. Thank you so much. So our people are here. You just went hard in the paint in that intro, bro. I'm going to give you that. You went fucking hard in the paint just now for no fucking reasons. (laughs) No, you recorded it, Juan. I recorded it. I recorded it. Thank goodness. Okay, cool. I just went hard in the paint. Everybody saw it. Nobody heard it. 
If you were wondering, I just did a Joe Biden impression. So anyways, here we are on Illuminati Confirmed doing a live stream. Illuminati Confirmed. We're going to be coming to you twice a month now from here on out. And we're hopefully going to do every episode live, depending on the guest and the scheduling. We'll hopefully be able to do it here on Tuesdays. Tuesdays will be our night. What do you think about that, Juan, Chris? Sounds like a plan, bro. It was my idea, so it's fucking awesome. <laughs> dude, there must be something in Florida that makes people just fucking loony tunes, dude. <laughs> it is. It's the energy field here by the Bermuda. There's a reason the Bermuda Triangle, just just yeah. a tip, is right <laughs> off the coast of Florida. And if is you're not prepared. That's Florida's like a, a saying, just the tip. Well, that was good, dude. <laughs> just, just the tip of the, just the tip down there is uh, in the Bermuda Triangle. I heard this the other day. It goes, uh, they thought instead of like, what, off the coast on the east coast, it might go to, over to the west coast or something of Florida. Mm. Wait, who, what are you talking about? The, the Bermuda Triangle? The Bermuda Triangle, yeah. Well, it goes, it's off the coast of Miami, but the point being that it, that it puts out a certain type of energy, you feel me? So if mm. you're not prepared, it does give you mental illnesses. illnesses. Yeah. And that's the Florida man. They can't take in. They're just like, mm-hmm. they're like, they're like Mark at the beginning, like, let's get ready to like a hundred percent all the fucking time, which you don't, you can't be a hundred percent all the time. Bro. Hey, do you think, do you guys think that Hulk, like the Hulk, was kind of a homunculus, like a Florida type homunculus, like a green one. Bro, what's with you in the homunculus topic, dude? Are you like this is this is you always bring it up? We always Not go they? back to the homunculus, dude. Yeah, no, we're no about re- to be homunculus confirmed, a new podcast. <laughs> no reason, you know what I mean? No reason. Well, <laughs> no reason. I could see, I could see that the whole kind of could be like a golem or something, or even yeah, the, the like thing. A homunculus that lives inside you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we all have homunculus that live inside of us. All right. Well, let's switch gears because the queen died and she's not our queen. She's not our queen, but she's Chris's queen because Chris was born in her land. You were born on her property, bro. So how do you feel about your queen bee uh, dying? Now the hive is being led by some fucking fat handed dude named King Charles. First of all. How dare you? And, bow <laughs> da- and you might bow down to your queen, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, what do you? What'd you say that you were born where, Chris? What? Yeah, Chris was born in the in the British territory, dude. No, it's a U.S. territory. <laughs> oh, well, you lived in a British territory for some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which was where? Montserrat. Where's that? In the Caribbean. Wow, dude, you you're Illuminati confirmed. You're a lizard person. Mm. You're the homunculus of the queen, dude. What? That should mm. be the new. That should be our new thing. Mm-hmm. Like a live come tune in live homunculus. It's right crazy here. though. I mean this this woman did like right. She did like basically like kind of like. My question is like right. She she ran the world right supposedly, but do you do it? Is it through like? Like business, like, cause a lot of people say, oh, the, the, the queen runs the world through like America pays tax to her. She owns, you know, oil drilling rights and mineral rights and all these things and stuff. And it's like, um, you know, like maybe East India Corporation, which was the name of the company I was looking for in the last podcast. I couldn't remember. It's like, maybe they just legitimized in there in certain business. You remember at the end of Godfather, Amobilari? 
Oh, no. you bitches haven't even seen. Bro, it. is that you're that old, dude? You gotta remember, me and Mark are in our twenties still, dude. We're not like yeah. fifty-seven. Yeah, dude. So the end of the Godfather, you fucking <laughs> pussy, because you're a fucking bitch if you haven't seen. Hey, Godfather. we're live on YouTube, okay? Watch the language. All right, so you fucking vagina. If you haven't seen it, they get at the end of the <laughs> strike. <laughs> they get uh, they get into business. They get the mob gets so big that they get into business with the uh, Catholic Church, the Vatican, and it's like that. The company they start is called the Mobilari. That's not a conspiracy either. That's real life. Exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, like <laughs> you know, uh, Camorra or what, whatever they're called, and the Sicilians and stuff. It's like you got to think that shit is pretty, like. I mean, fucking powerful people, like, you know, rub shoulders, like, anywhere in time mm-hmm. and space, right? So, I mean, if you're in, like, Rome and you're, like, an ill businessman or, like, super high up in the church, like, I don't know, maybe you guys are eating the same steak restaurant or some shit, you know? What, you know? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys are pedophiling the same children, you know? Who knows? You know? Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's not talk about that on Speaking here. of which, we got our first Illuminati confirmed story that I want to present to you Illuminati guys. Illuminati confirmed. Okay, I'm going to share this in the chat. Juan, you're going to have to screen share it for me so that way the stream <laughs> can see it because I can't screen share if I'm also streaming. So uh, you're going to have to share screen share this for us, buddy. And... Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people have been getting all turned up and mad lately. They putting the, <laughs> We the, can show this. Yes, dude. we can. The tr- <laughs> we'll block just block out the nips, okay? A lot of people have been getting pissed off lately because of the trans agenda. And I for one think that it's a little overblown, kind of like this teacher's fake tits. Juan, can you please share the screen? Hey, shout out to Siren One. Sorry, out of here. Really nasty Lang. Shut the fuck up. You Get the bitch. fuck out of here. Juan, what yeah. are you doing, Juan? Just... Ignore that. Play, share the screen, please. All right, here we go. Yeah, this is Illuminati confirmed. What do you expect? We're going to curse a little bit, okay? All these Christians think that they're going to come and fucking hang out with this show. Listen, we accept all, all right? But if you can't hang with the language... Go listen to another show. Anyways, so Why what do you guys think? We're all Christians. Like, what do you think like of this? What do you think of this, Chris? We got this Canadian high school teacher oh. who I think is being a little bit uh, facetious with this transition. I don't think that this is about their sexuality. I think they're trying to buck the system. Get out of here with that photo, dude. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to show it. Yeah, that's fine. We can show that there. But... Oh my God. This is a this is a wood shop teacher. This is a wood shop teacher. She's honestly double pregnant. But the the school system can't do anything to stop them. Juan, can you stay on the paragraph so I could actually read oh, it? I'm sorry. That's all right. Do uh, you know how many students just transferred to that school? <laughs> so a male Ontario high school shop teacher has transitioned into a woman who now sports what is presumably the most enormous bust in Canada. Can you scroll past uh, the image you're trying to hide, Juan? It's not a big deal. I've seen this on other YouTube channels. Uh, Canadian high school teacher... Uh, is reported by the feminist outlet. Ah, well, we don't care what they say. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this guy is pretty smart. He's trying to uh, expose expose the, you know, just absolute absurdity that's going on in these schools by leaning into it. Yikes. If that's smart, dude, count me out. 
Speaking of leaning, I wonder all, uh, <laughs> how how much leaning goes on in, in class with those huge tits in front of the saw there. Got to be oh, careful lean, how bro. you're leaning, dude. Look yeah, at that. Those sweater puppies, bro. <laughs> where, where, where were the teachers like this when I was in school? Well, it is you know the, I mean? it is a guy. This is a, this is a Yo, guy. Juan. <laughs> just let Mark let him keep talking, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought, you know, we should show this. What do you guys think? Is this guy Illuminati confirmed? Do you think he's doing this for the greater good, or is he just another nutcase that's unfortunately teaching children? Yeah, good tro- think- like great trolling activity, dog. Mm. He's doing it for the clout, bro. Mm. <laughs> Maybe for the for the clout. He's just he's doing it for the clout, bro. He's like, I'm gonna get a following on on Twitter now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a start an OnlyFans. I don't know, bro. I think it's listen. there's a dude that already did that on Instagram. This guy that's like this crazy skateboarder guy, and he got like block letters tattooed across his forehead, and he's like balding. He has huge, huge fake tits and stuff. It's crazy, dude. And his account is literally him like talking about smoking meth and like yelling at the camera and stuff. It's like so. I think basically what's happening is like, yeah, some people are just like they just want attention and like, like that's it, you know? And so like, you know, it's understandable obviously, but like they'll go to any lengths to get it, you know, like the whole like Takashi six, nine shit. It's just like, it's like, it's cause think about this dude, like with the internet, think about how big your belly flop has to be for anyone to care. And they're only going to care for fucking one afternoon, you know, generally. Right. It's like, I guess some people have made like careers out of it by making it so like, abrupt loud in your face like but like your high school shop teacher shouldn't get the biggest tits in on earth the way i see it is listen you can worship cthulhu for all i care you can put whatever you can insert whatever you want in your own body my whole thing is keep the kids out of it so i don't want my kid going to school and obviously he's not going to learn anything focused on those big old titties like that because (laughs) you can't even see what's on the desk. (laughs) So I say I respect anybody's decision to do whatever they want to do. If they want to, again, do whatever, just don't push it upon the children and don't push it upon anybody else. And as long as you don't hurt yourself or others, Hey, you know, Get the biggest titties you mm. could fit anywhere. Well, you know and, what I mean? And people listening are like, what the hell does this have to do with the Illuminati? Well, hang with There's us here, folks. There's an agenda here to break up the, 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 what, the what they say, the family structure. <laughs> the nuclear family, yeah. yeah the nuclear family. Right. right. Who knows? It's a distraction. It's a distraction from what's really going on, which is processing plants being burnt down. Ranches being bought up, ranchers being uh, taken out of business because of federal regulations that make no sense and have no scientific or practical uh, sound reasoning. They're just putting them in place to nix the competition, get the small guy out. That's why Bill Gates is buying up all this land so you know, as much as I'm like, oh, yeah, let's learn about who the Illuminati is and what kind of rituals they're doing, there's this turn of the coin of like, well, what are we going to do about it? And I think the most important thing we can do is recognize that they're putting our attention here like a sleight of hand trick 
to so we're not focusing on what they're doing with their other hand and what they're doing with their other hand they're is fondling themselves buying up hand. all the property and so that's what oh. we need to be doing we need to come together get an illuminati confirmed compound okay illuminati confirmed we'll be we'll farm we'll ranch and we'll invite people to join the illuminati at our ranch and then bill gates you know He'll be our competitor at that point, and we'll just put him out of business because we'll sell the best beef. Meanwhile, he sends drones packed with explosives over to our houses. <laughs> I'm just thinking of solutions, Chris. You yeah. can sit there and be a naysayer all day. Sounds we're like a terrible fucking idea. We're coming bro. up with solutions here. <laughs> you know what kind of lizards would join that? They're like, it's a great idea. <laughs> like, no, the wrong people are here. <laughs> you know what I've always wondered, dude? When when they're coming up with all these policies and all these Look things, at Mark's face, dude. do they do they actually sit in a room and with their lizard friends and they just like what do they? They lick their eyeballs like. Let's yeah, just put that in there. Yeah, go ahead and put that. It's like let's have a let's have, how how Eddie Bravo talks about. It's like the guy the guy that came up with the with the food. Not just a food shortage, a baby food shortage. That guy got like a a gold medal that day. You think that they sit around in this in in a, in a circle? Bro? You know what I mean? And come up with like the craziest, most devious ways to to mess with humanity and the population and all this stuff. Like hey, you think they hey. do that, bro? Hey, you know when you're a little kid and you're at school and you do real good, they give you a gold star? And then you know if you go high enough up into the military rankings, you get a gold star? <laughs> it's weird, man. It's almost like, yeah, you think it's like this kind of weird pre-programming to like, you know I mean, be a good little boy, follow orders, shit like that. I think I think you're onto something. What if it's... What if it's what Crowley said, bro? We're all stars. And imagine when you get to that highest point, you become... A star, but then that wouldn't work because space is is fake and gay. So I don't know. know Rock stars are the highest form of human, though. Mm. If you think about it, my buddy wrote this little uh, this little like diagram of power, and it for this magazine like fifteen years ago. Shout out to Nick Lipton and yeah, shout out to Nick Nipton. Yeah, Yeah, Nick Nipton. Shout out. And he said, uh, you know, think about it, because you got the rock stars. Like, there's, there's, there's like athletes. I guess there's different divisions of athletes where you might like if you're a quarterback, it's one thing, you know. But the highest of high of all these things is like, like surfing's pretty high, dude. You can make mad money. You travel around. You got best looking women on planet Earth. They're always at a beat, right? The highest of high, F1 race, highest of high, Elon Musk. The highest of high, rock stars. Do you think they have women like the one that we just saw? I think they throw away women like that on Tuesday. Take old bitties like that? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and keep them sometimes, too, because I bet they get weird. You know what hey. I'm saying? I think you're just straight up wrong, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're just wrong. Like that. Who, Nick Nipton, you're wrong, brother. Shout out to you, but you're so, wrong. How dare you? You haven't seen the diagram. <laughs> Yo, hit him up second right now, all, bro. Let's get him on Illuminati Confirmed right now. second bro. of all, tell me what's higher than Rockstar in the food chain of being awesome. Obviously, Bill Gates. Obviously, that guy sucks babies' dicks. Fuck that guy. What else? I didn't know we were measuring this based on awesomeness. Yes, dude. That's what life is. Oh, well, in that case, I still wouldn't go with rock stars at the top. But make somebody better. Elon? You said power. You didn't say awesomeness. I don't think rock stars have power over. She made it your matter. Bro, if a rock star goes to Saudi Arabia with a joint in his pocket, they'll behead him the next day. That's not power. 
Why would you want to go there, though? They don't have a lot of I'm just saying. There are places on the planet where you ain't shit, no matter how many little, you know, fans you have. They fly over those places. Like, you know, it's like like those states you fly over. Fuck those states. Right, 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 right. Well, (laughs) they just take up up space. They take up space on the map. Like, fuck. Like, Idaho, bro. Idaho. Idaho's dope. <laughs> oh my god. South and North. Now I'm not gonna start talking trash about the states, but like North Dakota, who who goes there, bro? Do you know anybody who lives there? Nah. Or South Dakota? Anybody in the chat from South Dakota? Like I need to know. South Dakota. South Dakota though. Yeah. There's people who listen to the show in South Dakota. Shout out to the people out in the in the South Dakota area. Oh, yeah, dude. And also Montana. What's good? Oh, Montana's beautiful. Though. I've seen Montana. Oh, yeah. And Idaho's dope too, dude. Mm. Well, all kinds of good stuff there. You know what I mean? That's why we need to get the funds together to get our own ranch. South Dakota maybe could be a place. They were very cool over the past few years as far as laws and regulations go. Um, but how are we going to raise the money? What do you guys oh, dude, think? This is the, this is it, dude. You know what monks used to do? They used to make booze or they'd make like balsamic or they make like you know what i mean they have a product they make honey you know obviously they don't make the honey but you know collect it sell it whatever but that's what you do you have that like you got to hustle your your monastery's got to have a hustle you know what i mean we don't have the monastery yet we need no, to raise we'll the funds to get to the monastery so how are we, we gonna need, do we need that? concrete money we need to get money for concrete you guys do not have a family right you guys are talking all this stuff because you don't have a family but One, i have a family your family <laughs> what are you talking about your family's going to be there like you think we're just gonna make you leave your family you're gonna bring them with you I'm not starting a cult with you guys. I'm sorry. What do you I'm, think this whole podcast was like? We're 15 episodes in. You can't give up on it now. No, that's fine. I'm sticking with the podcast. But as far as building, getting a cult together, I you're mean, you're a quitter, dude. Juan, you literally said when we started this podcast, you're like, Mark, your podcast has a cult like following. How'd you do it? And I was like, I'll <laughs> show you. Thing. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. No, I I hope people think for themselves and, and don't just take what we say on the show as, as, you know, fact, because a lot of the stuff we talk about on this show is sort of filtered through what's funny and what's interesting. You know, we're not always like trying to be uh, know-it-alls on this show, which I think is refreshing uh, when it comes to this type of content. Um, but anyways... You are sort of a, a homunculologist now, Juan. Have you made any headway in the field? Any updates in that research? What's what's new? I'm actually writing my thesis now to submit it. So hopefully I can get a position somewhere. Right. Uh, some so A position of respect so I can teach the subject. It is a new and rising field. And I think people are need to be they need to be shown the the the, the topic because I think some people in society these rock stars that Mr. Proser here is talking about are byproducts. I think they are homunculus, bro. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So, Wait, yeah. is Keith Richards a homunculus, dude? I don't know, bro. A lot of these child actors. Okay. I see where you're going. Like, Brittany, maybe. Well, how would that her- work? How would that work? So that they're a vessel and then some ritual happens and then they become more like a, like a, a like a, a like a robot, you know, like they don't, they're still human being, 
but they're kind of programmed. No, no, it, it's a regular baby, except it's made through magical means, through a ritual, through... So like a virgin birth. Depends on... Uh, like depends immaculate on which, conception. Depends. Remember that, that book that we that we mentioned before starting the podcast? Well, read that book, and it's about that. So mm. I don't want to say the name. Don't say the name because there's people listening, literally. So what, what you didn't mention any book before we got started. Yes, I asked you about a certain book that you have that is oh, about that subject. Right. Yes. Yeah, I almost don't just say said it. The name I almost just said it. There's people listening who will well, comment people, things. People know. People can go and look up Tracy Twyman. That's all we'll say. Uh, you said it. Now he's gonna start commenting on the fucking comments, bro. Well, I didn't even I didn't even say it long enough. Okay, you you're talking like I have a, a T-shirt with her name on it. All right, relax. <laughs> Anyways, Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm glad you're where you're at, Chris. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. It's not just going to be us three knuckleheads for the next two hours. We do have guests. Okay, with interesting things that they're planning on talking to us about, we hope. So uh, don't be disappointed by our first live stream. We're going to be bringing you the heat, okay? Covering the news, the action, the stories, the theories, the homunculus updates, okay? We're going deep, homeboy. Anyways. Yes. I'm getting a thought here, dude. What if Nicolas Cage is a homunculus, dude? No, no, he's an not he's, even possible. He makes the homuncula. He's oh, he's, he's the alchemist, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's the, al- that. he's the alchemist. That. But I'm saying though, how many could it go back? Turtles all the way down. Well, li- listen, turtles. If, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean, though. No, no, but here's the th- listen. Listen, because it's a, a child born out of a magical mean to serve a magical purpose. So, essentially, anybody who you see in the right because we all talk about Beyonce and Jay Z right and all this stuff with the Illuminati and stuff like that. Well, what if those people are put there just to one for one purpose to harvest your energy? That's their magical purpose to harvest your energy. They are there. They captivate people, millions and billions of people's attention. Right? Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't know about Beyonce? Who doesn't? And she's even said it that she, while on stage, gets taken over by an alter ego. So she is a vessel mm. of some sort. So she's in channeling order- an entity as she's performing. A hundred percent, bro. She's even that's said that not, in interviews, dude. That's not how Yeah, but that's the this is the thing that I get really bent up about. It's like what people don't understand about the Illuminati and when we research this stuff and talk about it, we're not talking about this so that you can be afraid and run away and avoid this stuff. We're talking about this stuff so that you can go out and be the next Beyonce. But instead of, listen, no, for real, but instead of of wasting your divine energy and channeling abilities by channeling demons and dark shit and causing problems for people and, you know, I don't want to speak bad on Beyonce. I don't think she's the worst, but she's definitely weird. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, all of these things are tools. They're neutral. It's just bad people for most of history have used these occult 
esoteric techniques for bad reasons. So we've associated that with negative or evil when really it's like a tool, you know, a sword could be used to defend yourself just as easily as it could be used to hurt somebody. Same thing with a gun or any other tool. So this is what we're talking about here. I just think like there's probably some 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kid out there who's got the creative potential to become the next huge artist. And if they get the right information, things like this, they believe in themselves, they can do that. Our society overall teaches people to look outside of themselves for a solution, not inside. You know, they don't, people don't, uh, you know, internalize. And that fear response that we were talking about before, it's the same thing. It's the same mechanism. It's an externalization. The bad things aren't happening here in me. They're happening all over. No, no, no. The bad thing is happening to you when you're afraid because you're expressing a, ignorance, and B, fear in, instead of love. And that's what we're all here to do. We're here to love, baby. So cheers, think that, drink to that. Everybody in the audience, have a drink. I think Pull that up. they see people like that, bro, and they hijack them. They, they can't, they hijack them and they use it for their own yeah, it's so much easier. You just find somebody that's really good at the job, and then you like pull up and give them an offer they can't refuse. You guys should see the fucking Godfather. God damn, I've seen it, Chris, <laughs> but I saw it when I was like eight years old or something, dude. I don't remember You're watching that movie at eight years old, bro. Shit, don't count. Why couldn't I wait? What? I grew up on the East Coast. That's what. That's that was my first, second, third grade education. They would have us watch mob movies. Yeah, street smart class. Anyways, switching topics. We're here. In a new world, okay? We were living in a world of, uh, not that, you know, we in the United States are affected that much by this, but, you know, this concept that the queen is merely a symbolic ruler, okay? Let's think about that in terms of what I just said, all right? Some people might hear, oh, you're a symbolic ruler and think that means that they have no real power. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh no. The opposite is true. We live in a conscious world where symbols are everything. That's what media manipulation is. So when they say the queen is the symbolic ruler, they're actually saying something even more potent than she's even more potent than, and, and, and it works in that double-edged way where, you know, uh, it's tricky. You know, they don't want you to know how influential the queen really is. She doesn't have to snap her fingers and give an order. She's influential energetically, magically, ritually. There is this guy who, I don't put any stock into these theories, but there was this guy a couple of years ago that came onto the podcast scene and he was telling everybody that, you know, at night he would go to this weird world in his dreams where they were, you know, taking musicians and they were, you know, writing songs and he was writing songs and all of the world's musicians are, are like manipulated in the dream world by the queen and like her royal forces. Oh. Yeah. What do you, I mean, <laughs> so I'm I like that in confidence, Mark. What's that? <laughs> That's how they got to Juan. Oh. The oh, like, that one went right over my head. I, you want to catch more fish? Huh? So I want to read. I want to read this quote 
You guys are goofballs. The semi locker. So you're, so you're talking the chat, about symbols. the chat gets it. I'm watching the chat. The chat, me and the chat are tapping into each other. I'm 100%. like a savant right now. I love what you were saying, Mark. And that's why I always say symbols are the language of the soul. But yeah, how you're saying this false, this facade that it, it's what is it? The emperor has no clothes or whatever they say. So the semi the simulacra is never what hides the truth. It is truth that hides the fact that there is none. The simulacrum is true. So they talk about how these people, like for example, in the church, when the statue becomes the saint. Well, that's not the actual saint, but a lot of people, they will begin because of the symbol that's been implemented into their psyche will begin to believe that that is the actual saint itself. And they'll begin to worship it. And you see people kissing the feet or, or touching the feet of the saint because they believe it gives them some sort of magical power. And I do think that I've always wondered, it's like this lady, she died at, what, what was it? She 98 or something like that. She was super old. And they're just rich for no reason. Like, well, where are they getting all this money from? They're just there for no re- for no apparent reason because a bunch of people agreed on it mm. at one point in time. Well, they just come together and just that's it. Uh, nobody, know. nobody's simplifying it to that level. Let's not play. Let's not placate the dumb. All right. Um, <clears throat> we all understand that there was a shift in. Uh, the world in the Industrial Revolution, you can maybe point to that time period, uh, maybe earlier, the Renaissance even, when the world started to change and symbols became far easier to spread, right? Because whereas in the past, the mind could only go so far, now we enter a world of printed paper where, you know, the ideas and symbols that people have, you know, in their head can make their way onto paper and then across the world. So that's when the monarchies and the powers that be transitioned from a physical place of the throne to a astral or mental throne, right? They, they transitioned to sitting on the throne of the mind or the soul, even if they could hope to be so bold, I don't think they can accomplish that. I think they, they've rested their power on the control of the mind. I don't think they can ever control our souls. But that's, that's, that's enough to keep us ignorant. You know, if they control our minds, they keep us guessing. They can't control, you know, what we do with our minds totally, but they can limit them to a large degree. So final thoughts on that before we get our first guest in here. Um, I think that they, I think they've already gotten to that point, Mark, where they're able to predict what we're going to, what we're going to think. That's what all these ads are that we think, Oh, I was just talking about that on my phone. Listen to me. Now I'm getting ads for this particular product. No, it's that the algorithm has gotten that good at predicting your future behavior. So it, as soon as it, it predicts that it, you're going to want this thing, it puts it out and it's like, Oh, I was just talking about this. Like, no, it knew you were going to talk about that. There's also that theory. Well, the so, world is a reflection of your own thoughts, man. I mean, that's also, yeah. I mean, you could say that people project their own realities and create their own realities. So you kind of do though to a certain degree. It's pretty fucking obvious. If you want to go live in New York City, you get that ass up, take a plane, land in New York, fit you in New York. So there's that, which is like duh, but then there's like, you know, levels to it. For that sure. There's turtles all the way down, homunculus all the way down, bro. 
Hell yeah. I'm saying though, mm. you didn't even let me get through that thought. I'm sorry, thought Chris. Was, Go ahead. What if your job was to be a homunculus, but your job as a homunculus was to be the great, 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 great granddaddy of the chosen Juan? You know what I'm saying? So you had to just basically behave like a regular person. You had to get a job, pay your bills and shit, find the right lady, get that bitch pregnant, put a good some morals in there so they keep having bit. You know what I mean? Because you are supposed to be the great, 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 granddaddy of the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe there's a book to pass down or something like that, some special knowledge. You know, I'm sure there's those two that they're more for texture. You know how how Tripoli says, we live in a haunted house and some people are just there for they're a prop, you know what I mean? And I, and I did a whole episode on NPCs the other day. It's on my feed. Check it out the whole one podcast. But the, I talk about the possibility of people just being plate, some sort of placeholders in this universe, in it this time. It does seem like it though, dude. Cause you can fucking go, I swear to God, you know that five degrees of Kevin Bacon shit is real, dude. You can go to fucking Japan and bump into somebody that knows your best friend. Dude. It's like, wait, what? How the fuck is that possible? Right. And it happens all the time. Well, I love that we're talking about this. It fits right into what we're about to get into with our next guest. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get him in here. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about symbolism. We're going to be talking about hip hop. We're going to be getting schooled potentially. Let me read you the message that prompted this interview. So this is from our, our guest. We're about to talk to him. He has no idea that we're reading this message right now. Bro, just listened to the latest episode of Illuminati Confirmed, and I understand your love for hip-hop, but there's a lot you can learn about what it really is and different intricacies. I've been in the industry for a low time and blackballed to an extent. I've been offered deals before, and I've done leaders, 100-plus shows, and I'm a student to the game. Both of my parents are from New York and that era. I've been going back and forth my whole life. There's more, but without further ado, let's get our man, the grave digger, in here. Because he's going to school us. Tell us a little bit about what we don't know. Is this guy homunculus? He's not. We don't he's, know that, dude. He's we don't not. know that. I'm going to make a safe bet that he's not. That he's not His a homunculus. Great, great, grand, great granddaddy oh, could have been a homunculus. Uh oh. Oh shit. <laughs> What's up? I'm, What's trying up? To, I'm trying to get his audio shit together, bro. All right. Well, we got, we can wait for you. microphone right here. Nice. Nice. I'm going to try to do it without the microphone for real. I don't well, know we could, right we now. could hear you. Yeah, we could hear you. Can you hear us? Sheesh. What up? I'm trying to figure this shit out. Well, yeah, while I, while you're figuring it out, we'll be hanging here, yeah. uh, just chilling. Juan, oh, all right, can you, can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine now. Welcome to the show. I'm gonna call you Grave Digger. Is there another name that we can call you? Oh, that's cool. Uh, really, just Gravy. Everybody gravy. Grave. Nice right, to like, meet you, G-I-A-V. brother. Nice to meet you as well. So well, honor, actually, all you guys for real. Fucking Juan. Dog, like, yeah, that's crazy. What's up, man? How <laughs> are you guys? We're good. We're, we're, we're good. And, and if you can't tell, we're live right now. We're already in it. And we wanted to have you on uh, for our first inaugural live stream because we're doing we're doing something <laughs> we're fun, man. No pressure. We're going to be doing this every other Tuesday. So we'd love to have you back on again in the future. But today, I want to ask you, because you sent me a really cool message 
you said, you know, there's some things that we might not be aware of about hip hop and some of the darker aspects potentially of the industry or maybe some things that we just don't know. So the floor is yours. Let us know. I'd love to learn. Um, so the, what made me say that originally is, um, I forgot exactly what you said, but it, you were responding to somebody about, about hip hop. I, f- I forget the exact episode. Um, this is like a while ago now, but the, how you described it, 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 it got me privy to the fact that that wasn't the, the real definition of it. It's just like a, a personal understanding, which is fine, mm. but it just made me realize that a lot of people probably don't even know that there is a real definition of hip hop. And, and it comes from people who like really put thought in, into it, you know, like people who really put work in and, 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 uh, real just traveling and getting shit done for in the name of hip hop. Um, and African Mambada was the first person to coin the, to coin the term hip hop. Um, hip, means to know it's the knowledge you know what i'm saying there's five aspects to hip-hop uh you have graffiti you have breaking MCing, djing and the last is knowledge you know what i'm saying so hip means knowledge and hop is the movement hop hop is the the spreading of that knowledge hop is the is the get up and go you know mm. and uh it, it's very simple but that's like that's what it means you know um and a lot of people like to, like, there's been a conversation going on nowadays. I don't know if any guys you've seen that, like Buster Rhymes and Fat Joe talking about the roots of hip hop lately. No, no. So, like, uh, Buster Rhymes and Fat Joe, they've been on, like, uh, Drink Champs and a couple of other uh, shows lately talking about just the roots of hip hop and how the roots of hip hop come from Caribbean culture. And uh, this is totally false, you know? It's, that's just them saying that because they, Caribbean, you know, I think Fat Joe's Cuban and Buster Rhymes is Jamaican, mm. but um, and I could see why anybody would say that, especially because they're a little older. But if you go back and really do the knowledge, the, the research, it's that's not the case at all. Like, both of my parents are from that part of the world. My dad's from North New Jersey, my mom's from Brownsville, New York. She was born in 74, you know what I'm saying? My dad was born in 70, so it's like they was right there, mm. you know, um, right. when it was happening. And a lot of people think that this hip hop just comes from uh, immigrants bringing a certain sound to New York and then us not having resources. So we started cutting the records, you know what I'm saying? But I think that, uh, if you be honest, you got to go back a little further than that. Um, Because in America, we, we were always, we always had this thing, uh, we were like MCN on the radio, um, melanated people and Jamaicans actually would come here and then get that from us and then make it their own when they go back to Jamaica. A lot of these sound systems, there's a term for Jamaican DJs and Pat Tars called a sound selector. And, uh, basically they had these big sound systems and this is where like the, these black parties ideas and, and A's and shit come from, from Jamaicans doing that. But they got it from us anyways because they would come here, whereas the army or uh, some kind of slavery, uh, and they would see these sound systems or like radios. This is like the 30s and the 40s, you know? They would see these sound systems and they would buy one or finesse one somehow, take it back to Jamaica, then rebuild that same exact sound system 
out of parts that they just found. Mind you, like, we're real innovative people, especially when you don't have anything. But um, just the constant trade between New York and different islands, especially Jamaica, of people caused this idea to be had that, okay, so it must be this Caribbean influence. Well, really, it's, it's the opposite. Um, we influence them, and then they influence us again. It's, it's a shared relationship, more so than the creation mm. from the Caribbean. Yeah, no, it's more complicated than it's just all from the Caribbean or all from New York. There's that interplay, Absolutely. there's that interaction that, that really adds to the, the creative process. Yeah, man. Wow. So you mentioned your parents being from the East Coast area. Was that a, a part of your upbringing, like them instilling these values into you and saying like, well, this is, you know, the type of music we like and this is why? Like, has this always been a part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. So my stepmom is really, really much to her. She's from Connecticut, actually, you know. Um, I guess, what's the area called? New England? Mm, yeah, New uh, England. Yeah, so she's from New Haven, I think. Oh, shout uh, out. Yeah, more, that's where I'm around. News. I'm I'm right, right there. Cool. Shout out to your my, grandma or your aunt. No, it's, it's, it's my uh, my stepmother. My, oh, my stepmom. I, I said every and, type yeah. of family member but stepmom. Okay, so your <laughs> stepmom's from New Haven. Shout out to her. <laughs> um, but it it was really more her doing because my mom she's always been really recluse. Uh, she graduated high school at sixteen. Um, she she always really listened to like jazz and reggae, like like roots type reggae, not like dancehall. And like just real easygoing music, gospel, you know, like Fred Hammond and shit like that. But my dad, he's like a big house music guy because he's from New Jersey. But he listened to like obviously like older hip hop, like uh, Big Daddy Kane and Kumo D and shit like that. But uh, really, it's my stepmom who got me privy to the the specifics of like where it started, where it came from. Like, hey, this person did this, and this person is related to this person. Like all all these specifics. And she's from Connecticut, you know what I'm saying? So it's all the same area. Um, and it's on a that that whole situation led me into some to some whole other like research and thought processes. Mm. The same I, I was telling you in the uh in the email, just because learning about the hip hop and like the more spiritual aspects of like putting frequencies together and bringing people together and like what that does and why it's so effective in every single country right now like different versions of hip-hop even whether it's a bastardization of it or not hip-hop is like the most modern spiritual language i would say and that's why it's so effective amongst these different countries like all kinds of people you don't have to speak the same language it doesn't matter what color you are or where you come from it it, it it's pervasive across these boundaries you know yeah um, no doubt man i i agree 100 percent. i've talked about it on the show my taste in underground rap enlightened me and got me interested in all of these topics that I then went and bought books about and just kept learning. So yeah, yeah man, I'm with you there. So are there any uh, sort of aspects of hip hop that you can show as an example of, you know, what builds up this spiritual potency that you can sort of access through hip hop? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one is I think hip hop forces you to be creative or like when you really do hip hop rather than, cause it's not a, anything you could be classically trained in. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really soul music. It's just like, it's really like how when jazz came about and all these people are like, Oh, what is, what is that? Like, this sounds crazy. What is these, 
these triplets and this, these weird tempos. Like, what is that? It's not all on time, you know? Um, it's the same with hip hop. And I think that shows the spirit, you know? It's, it's like, it's, it's like this, there's no form to this. There's no, you have to do it like this or you have to do it like this. It's literally you. So it is, it is different from person to person, but I think that aspect, it raises like people's energy in general, like overall, it doesn't matter the type of hip hop it is, but just overall. So it brings people together and that's the spiritual in itself. Like the Bible says, uh, or Jesus says specifically in the Bible, two or more come together in my name, there I am. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And right. I, I think that's just allegory for people coming together in general with right. good intention. Right. Bad intention. Yeah, man. So, and then, you know, we look at hip hop and we look at the the history and we see, you know, sort of the early days. There's more of that inspirational, empowering community aspect to it. And it seems yeah. as, as it's evolved, we get a little less of that. I mean, the Internet's changed that to some degree. But for, yeah. you know, the 2000s up to maybe like 2015, most of the rap music was sort of controlled by what? The, the mainstream, by the record companies and... And they were not promoting a, a positive message. They were promoting the opposite no, of that, sir. right? No, sir. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, that that whole and that whole situation is interesting. So, I was actually just doing some research on that specifically the other day, like corporations getting involved in the hip hop. Because um, I skateboard and shit, and you know, like uh, if, if you know any skaters, uh, especially like they're kind of older, you you know when corporations got involved in skating, like Nike and adidas and shit new balance like motherfuckers like hated it it's like i'm gonna I'm a ride baker boards only and like i'm not gonna wear those nike shoes i'm gonna wear these osiris's like i'm gonna wear these dc's like this is like just core and you can see the same thing happen to hip-hop when the corporations started to get involved and you got mm. these backpack rappers that separate from the other you know you see what i'm saying yeah like, it waters it down separated. it takes it out of the local people's hands instead of getting this cool original skateboard company run by a dude like chris who owns his own business and loves the the sport you know you're getting it from a company some nerd in a tie telling you know people in china how to build the right shoes you know instead yeah, of a, exactly. a guy who's gonna wear the shoes actually making them yeah exactly um and with hip-hop is crazy because a lot of these larger companies got involved, but companies who don't really have anything to do with music, companies who make weapons, mm. uh, like guns, companies wow. who own private prisons, wow. um, companies. And, and mind you, you can like, this is like quick Google search. I don't know the names of the companies on the top of my head, but you got like Warner Brothers and Acme. Uh, they make warheads, like missile, like warheads, but they also signed gangster rappers you know <laughs> right 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 um yeah got, like sony and all the different bullshit they're into and they sony sony music group is like one of the biggest labels period they sign all kinds of people all the time mm. um i don't know if it was you guys or isaac weishaupt that was talking about meme magic mm. but there's like a uh labels do that too like they hire people to make memes about uh, rappers or whatever to either blow them up or whatever but like there's some weird shit that happened with that too like uh, before Juice World died like two years before he died mm. there was all these vines and shit about Juice World season up Juice World overdosing right and I'm pretty sure this started with the labels 
But then you see later how he actually dies was on the airplane. He overdosed. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy, but not really. I mean, unless he was filming them himself, it's not really a self-fulfilling. It's more of like a prophecy that he got involved with, uh, you know, against his own better judgment. Yeah, absolutely. And they do that to the kids all the time. Like I've noticed, like I had deals offered to me, all kinds of stuff. But I noticed like certain things start happening once you get a little older. Um, mm. Because especially once you've been around for a while, it's like you you know more. So they like, we don't want you. They want people who don't really know too mm. much. And if you look at how many rappers I've been assigned now versus to even five years ago, it's more than ever. Um, it's only going to keep me in more because just what I was saying earlier with these companies, they own the, the prisons too. So these companies own the private prisons and there's rules. Like, don't take my word for it. You can search all this shit up. There's rules that they have to keep these prisons a uh, 90 plus capacity, like 90% plus capacity um, in order for it to still get money from mm. uh, oh, yeah. certain, certain other companies. I've heard so, about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they have an incentive to keep the prison full. It's the same thing with the hospitals, everything that's going yeah. down in the two year, past two years. They don't have an incentive to heal people. They have an incentive to make more money off of them, treating them and keeping them there as long as they can. Same thing with prison. They love it when people repeat uh, an offense and come right back. I mean, that's just more money in their pocket. So they're not trying to rehabilitate yeah. when, when you're in a situation Dude, like that. It's a for-profit company. Yeah. With yeah. shareholders that you have to yeah. appease. What are you guys talking about? It's like so obvious. It's business. It's just, yeah. evil. it's just fucking evil. Yeah. 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 It, is, it is absolutely evil. And you get all these kids who usually get signed uh, 19, 18 years old. Like, look at how they got Lil Wayne. Or even like people like the kid Leroy, some 15, 16 year old kid from Australia, like super platinum. Or you can even look at it like with Justin Bieber. Like, Usher found Justin Bieber. But Yo, his face went numb, son. Did you see Yeah. <laughs> Duh. You guys see this? Yeah. No, Justin Yo. Bieber's face is done. <laughs> Bro, tell no, him. No, 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 His All right, so he got the, he got a booster, if I'm not mistaken, and half of his face is just, like, fucking numb. Like, he can oh, smile, man. but, like, the other shit's, like, you know? Oh, Justin man. Bieber, the biggest star on planet fucking Earth. Yeah. Face went numb, half face numb, like he had, like, a stroke, like he's 70, bro. Like, yeah. what? That's so what? why the Illuminati Confirmed Podcast does not endorse injectables <laughs> now if we could switch topics so that we Only stay on youtube if we could stay on by pfizer if we could stay on youtube for just one live stream that would be great but anyways yeah that's that's weird juan and i actually just were on a podcast with uh dan dan had that happen to him didn't he say that Shit. that happened to him but i don't think it was because of the injectable i think it was because of uh like just stress he just, yeah. he just worked himself too hard but wow yeah. Yeah, I That's mean, crazy. too much money, and his face was like, "I'm fucking out of here, dude." <laughs> <laughs> like, what <are> you... <laughs> yeah, well, what's like, what's this, dude? Oh no, another world tour. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So when people look at the rap world, the hip hop world today, are there still bright lights? Are there people who are pushing against the the curve? I mean. Who are you listening Fuck to? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, there's a honestly, I would say now more than ever, just because the internet is so accessible to everybody. So like 
and you can make music for so cheap now. I mean, when I, when I was a kid, you had to like buying a studio equipment was so expensive. Right and now, it's like you can just get a setup for one hundred fifty dollars, you know, like mm-hmm. a decent Grave, setup. Grave digger, are your parents five percenters or any shit like that? <laughs> ah, that's a whole another conversation. So my grandfather, uh, he he's he was Muslim, Shia, but uh, my great grand, well, my great grandfather, my great grandmother, when my great grandfather died, she became Jehovah's Witness. And so my my mom grew up in the Jehovah's Witness Church, and my my dad uh, he grew up in the Baptist Church. Um, it's crazy because I feel I'm, I practice Islam probably not traditionally. I would I would consider myself more of a Sufi, um, but when I only because of my grandfather, like I was just learning about him. He died when I was one, so like when I was a kid, I just wanted to learn all about him, you know. And uh, yeah, that like so I know like. His brother was a five percenter, but he was uh, he was uh, Shia. You know what I'm saying? But this is just like normal New York shit. Same way Malcolm X was a part of the Nation of Islam, and then he converted. Right. But you know, um, it's like it's like on some like black masonry shit, right? Like, like I, I, bro, I, my father was a mason, so I didn't even. I really, I, I want to talk to y'all about that. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> I knew it, bro. I knew it. So my my father was a mason. My mother was an Eastern star. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> you, I told you this guy was a homunculus, bro. He's, I, I love everything he's saying until right. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, keep Go going, on, bro. Man. No, this shit is crazy interesting, dude. If you watch Belly and they like yeah. talk about 5% nation, the nation of Islam, the gods on the earth, if you listen to Wu Tang Clan, uh, yeah. uh, like if yeah. you look at KRS One, Temple of Hip Hop, like it's in terms so, of mind. That's that's actually has a lot to do with hip hop being spread around the world is the temple of hip hop um and these schools that African Ben Bada started. So Karis One has his shit in New York right now. Zulu Nation and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Zulu these uh so basically when Zulu Nation did the first their first world tour, they um it was independently funded, you know, and they went to every all the countries they could go to, a bunch of the countries in Africa and Europe. Uh, and Asia and shit like Thailand and Japan and shit. And they started these schools and showed people the elements of hip hop, like the original elements of hip hop and what it meant. And that's why, like, if you go to these places, there's graph, like good ass graph everywhere, and people are still like, yeah, right, on boom bad beats and shit right. because that that seed was planted like a long time ago, like mid seventies, early eighties. But bro, and, that shit, that shit you were talking about earlier though, with the um, Caribbean nations getting uh, the accolades for inventing hip hop like yeah you know we got to understand that electronic music you know started in jamaica toasting over records started in jamaica like being an actual mc a, you know a, a microphone nah. controller like this is the party producer the one man band the this wizard sound system that's what yeah. i mean you look at like, david rod again you listen to these guys now that have been studying reggae yeah, jamaican yeah. in particular since the 40s yeah this is where this comes from like a lot of this undeniably but i but it is interplayed but as the world is yeah that's and that's that's what i thought for so long you know what i'm saying i really thought that for so long just because i grew up around so many jamaicans and shit um like i said my mom's from brownsville if you ever been to east new york brownsville there's nothing but yards you know uh real uh, yeah, yeah, it's outside, everywhere. Um, and my, so 
I used to think that, right? But then if you go back, just go back. Before Jamaica had the same access that we had, we were, they get the toasting from us. Like if you listen to these old uh, Jamaican DJs talk, right? They get the toasting from us. Like before they were ever toasting, they were listening to us on the radio. This is like the thirties and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're listening to us on the radio emceeing and like rhyming, but it wasn't in the same way. It's completely different, you know, but it was just their take on that. And then, then you get the toasting and the dub and right. That's where electronic music comes from. Just like you said, you get the toasting and the, and the dub. And then, Lee Scratch Perry, all respect. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I got a, I got a Lee Scratch Perry shirt, like uh, a Supreme Lee Scratch Perry shirt. Dude, watch the fucking Upsetter, the documentary. It is yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. And he's a black magician. And yeah. what? He's yeah. a black magician, dude. And he yeah. would do all kinds of shit. Watch the movie, dude. Benicio nah, Del Toro. You're not, you're not lying. Well, wait, 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 wait. When you say he's a black magician, you mean like white versus black magic? Like, like, or do you mean black like he's a black man and a I magician? Mean, no, 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 no. I, I don't. I mean, he's <laughs> he played the line between uh, getting. He's uh, an African American magician. Is that what you're trying to get at, Chris? Is that what no, he's a, he's a he's a magician. He's American. Watch the shit. Yo, what was the name of the movie, bro? So I can write it down. Called the, the Upsetter. Upsetter. Okay. Okay. The Upsetter. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. But you watch this thing, dude, and it opens with him splashing, you know, Jamaican white rum into the four corners of the the room and lighting specific candles and, like he said, blow the fire, yeah. right? Yeah. And, he, and then you look at any of his drawings. And they look a lot like a possessed person with a marker went fucking bananas in your house, yeah. right? Yeah. And so right. he's putting spells on all four corners. He's doing, you know, he's waking up with his head to the east. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is what it is, dude. No, absolutely. So the thing and, about and he's the that. best that ever did it, bro. He invented electronic music. He was right. the first person to ever sample, and the first thing that ever was sampled was a baby crying. Uh, so I got you got notes on that. I would say he's the first Jamaican to ever sample, but there is a, uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm looking at my notes right now. What's his name? Cause I, I have it's to write this Baby crying is the first ever sample. Oh, One of the first ever samples. He was, so, he was, he's a, a, like a savant, like a one, like a, like a modern day Michelangelo. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but do you know Grandmaster Flowers? Uh, Cameron Flowers or uh, P- DJ Jones, DJ DJ P Jones. No. Um, these are some of the first people to, to sample break beats or so, make the break beat and then loop it, like before Funky Drummer. I think this stuff, dude, is like, man. In some cases, like, you know, we could argue about the finer points, but I think mm-hmm. sometimes, like, dude, like people, like it's in the air. Like, how many people came up with the airplane at the yeah. same time? Like yeah, multiple. Like, yeah. So I think yeah. well, that. with music so much more so it's like so uh you know intangible it's a, it's a vibe, yeah it floats through the air literally floats through the air so yeah, yeah absolutely wow well yeah it's a vibe thing too because like um, but, but you know I was asking the five percenter thing or grave digger because gravy's got some yeah, yeah, yeah. some do- some notes let's get let him talk let him talk Chris. No 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 I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this five percenter shit because that actually leads to some whole other shit because I practice this on. And uh, so I, I started off learning about Islam from learning about my grandfather and learning about the 5% Nation. 
But then I learned about, like, my dad was Mason, like I was saying, and my mom was the Eastern Star, like I was saying, because they're uh, veterans. And I guess it was just normal back then for, like, Army veterans, like, just join up. But basically, I kicked out. So it makes me a Lewis, but it, uh, I could never join because I got kicked out. Um, oh, yeah. They keep records like nah, son. Nah, like yeah, they, got, they, they keep records. <laughs> oh, they wow. definitely keep records. But um, I could become an honorary member, hmm. but that's like based off of if they want me. Like a lodge has to pick and be like, hey, I like the work you're doing, and, you know. But I could, I could never join unless I was like a, like a, like a, like a, a lesser order, like a order that's not connected to the larger Freemasonic orders, you know what I'm saying? Like a smaller shit that's not really connected to American Giants and shit like that. Um, like Jehovah's Witnesses, they're fucking Masons. Uh, the Mormons are fucking Masons. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, Islam sects are Masons. Uh, a lot of Judaism sects are Masons. But really, like, what got me into all this is, like, learning about Virginia. Like, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, you know? Um, I know that, like, my parents is from up north and shit, but, like, they got there based off of, like, leaving these more southern places. Because, like, my grandparents all started off in southern places like Virginia, mm. North Carolina, Georgia, shit like that, and mm. moved north. So that really was got me into, like, researching a lot of this shit. Not the, not the hip-hop shit. It's kind of just grown with me. Mm. But, like, uh, about masonry and shit, because my dad told me, about different rituals when I was a kid, but I didn't understand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, like, you hear about shit like the Order of Melchizedek, or you hear about the Phoenicians building the Temple of Solomon and the demons building it at night and how it would have took 25 years, but because it, he ordered these demons to build it at night, it only took, like, five years or two years or some shit like that. And um, it made me start looking into why a lot of things are the way they are. Like, um, like I, if I talk to my great-grandmother, she's going to be like, hey, I'm an Indian. You know what I'm saying? If you ask anybody else, they'd be like, hey, you're African-American. Mm. And that's like, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. I know, I know Juan, you do a lot of work, maybe not specifically to that, but about like the original people of Florida. I know there's a lot of Moorish people there. There's a lot of, uh, Indians that got taken into slavery, people who look like me and, uh, got reclassified but the reason i think virginia is so interesting is because the whole east coast was virginia at one point through the virginia company in london before yeah. new england was a thing yeah so from Go ahead. it's actually fucked up no uh, I'm, I'm i've seen this yeah you're absolutely right and i'm i'm sure you're aware of ross ben but he talks about how yeah. you know there's groups of people from Africa that came here way before Columbus settled the Caribbean, South America, North America. And maybe that's why they have these massive, uh, Olmec heads, you know, that seem to look like an African person, yeah. you know? Well, is that Pennsylvania? Think, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what? No, he said Virginia. Oh, but Virginia. Virginia. I didn't Virginia. say Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're good. What were you going to say? You can hear me. Um, so like, and just going deeper into this research, like I, I, there's hella books I could, I could get, I could send you, um, 
Yeah, Basically, and mark all the books, dude. Send them more. <laughs> more books, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, cool. I've suggestions as well. I'll buy them myself. That's awesome. I love it. People, dude, people have sent books. Here, so, people have <laughs> sent books. If you want the PO box, I'll send it. But yeah, I there's love a, it. There's this book. Uh, I don't think I've heard you mention it before, but I think you should read it. Uh, it's called Ancient Mystic Oriental Masonry. I have it. Um, you say you have it? No, I haven't heard of that. That sounds really oh, no, interesting. No, no. So ancient you should read it. Oriental Mystic ancient Masonry. Mystic. Yeah, ancient mystic oriental masonry. Okay. Amon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And um page can you 25, tell us about they talk about some indigenous people who are uh to be considered Negroes, but who are from America. But I I got so many sources and pictures and shit. Like my family, you know what I'm saying? Uh like all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let me start off like very simply. Go ahead. So they so people like Ross Ben or a lot of scholars will say, hey, before Columbus, Africans traveled to the New World. But I think it's way, way deeper than that. It's not just hey, Africans traveled to the New World. If you read the Bible, right, uh it tells you about how the sons of Ham went to the land of Shem. Shem was supposed to inhabit the middle of the earth. You see what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people consider the lands of Shem to be America, North and South America, including Canada. Um, they, the, a lot of people consider the sons of Ham to be from uh, Eastern Africa, Central Africa, Northern Africa, that area, North, North, Central, Eastern Africa, like that, the whole right top side, you know what I'm saying? And basically, they came over here when they weren't supposed to. This is way longer than 10,000 years ago. And they got kicked out and went back. And when they got when they went back, they established places like Morocco and Tunisia and uh, Tripoli. And this is just what the Bible says. And I always thought that was interesting because nobody ever brings that up when they talk about people, like the like the history of people. Like we like, and I, I know it's like all right, it's the Bible, like whatever. But like so many people base their entire like we think we think of Jews to be a race because of the Bible, you know. Like we think of all kinds of people to be like a group because of the Bible. So it's like, why don't we consider these Americans? Wait, 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 hold on though. I got one for you though. I did ask my buddy who's Jewish the other day mm. about that. And he agreed. He was like, no, nah, we're different. I was like, what? Say what? He's like, nah, yeah. What's, what's the question? He did say that. I was like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? He said that. I was like, oh, okay. I thought we was all kind of the same, but different, but he said they're different. So. No, no, absolutely. So basically, when I <laughs> talk, was weird. studying the indigenous people of Virginia or in Florida or in Connecticut, um, Michigan, California, Texas, you'll see that a lot of these people have Semitic origins. A lot of these people have Semitic names. A lot of these people have Semitic practices um, like Jews. Uh, a lot of colonizers refer to these indigenous people as a prayerful people. Um, if you look at pictures you'll see similar like six point star imagery. You'll see uh, similar tales like or traditions that line up with Bible stories and shit. And it's like, well, why is that? But the Bible tells us, you know, that they came, like a lot of these tribes are considered to be lost tribes. I'm not saying, oh, it's like the 13 tribe, but these are lost tribes of Israel. But like, why would scholars, like colonial scholars come here and then say, hey, these must be lost tribes based off of their mm. customs and customs only, you know? Well, I, I was, 
There's a lot of evidence I've come across that fits into what you're saying. I mean, for one, in Connecticut, there's a rock up Lake Tom, or sorry, Lake Waramog, Mount Tom. On top of Mount Tom, 300 years ago, they found Hebrew writing in great, yeah. you know, and carved into this rock. That's just one. Down yeah. near your way in the Carolinas, there's a group of people with fair skin. Uh, you know, they their hair turns white as they age, and they claim to have lived in Carolinas for 600, 700 years more. Like, they, they claim tribal heritage, but they look like yeah. Jewish people, what we yeah. would consider like modern Jewish people. And that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so many... There's so many more examples of like what you're saying. Um, one, there's another one that I just sort of slipped my mind, but wow, gravy! This is incredible. You're giving us the gravy, as Chance and, and Slick Dissident like to say, <laughs> the synchro gravy. <laughs> I have a book for you, actually. Um, another one, if you want to learn about Jews in America specifically um, during colonialism, because. Okay. Uh, and in Europe, they sent a lot of quote-unquote undesirables. So it's from Ireland, Scotland, Iceland, Greenland, Finland, Sweden. Like, all these European countries are European strongholds, like countries that Europe is, like, owned over. They uh, they sent quote-unquote undesirables to America. Um, and basically what these quote-unquote undesirables were, are, uh, you search up a term called Black Protestant. Um, all of their Muslim populations and all their Jewish populations uh, are Negro Quakers. You know what I'm saying? They sent them to America, and for a while, they were free. And then after a while, they got enslaved. Really? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, even, like, some of my ancestors, like, uh, I got some ancestors that are Hedgepath Indians, and they're related to Nancy Cook Indians, and all of the Nancy Cook or Nancy Cook, however you say it, I forget how you say it. Like, it's, it's a weird word, but I think it's Nancy Cook. N A N T I C O K E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're up here in New England. I've seen some some signs, and there'll be like a Nancy Cook River here and there. Or, yeah. Yeah. So they were, they was all around, you know, um, this side, this part of the, uh, America. And basically, they all got enslaved. Like their main headquarters, like where they were, like their city center, like their tribe center, just got ransacked and enslaved. If you search that, if you search that up, uh, Nancy Coke slavery, you'll find all the, all like all kinds of information about it. Mm. And a lot of these people look like me. And what it was is that so this is why I was going to get into the masonry is because the concept of duality, the black and the white, uh, that's basically one of the things that you see in masonry a lot, this checkerboard uh, concept. Um, and they label people black or white. It's, I can give you examples from my family. My great-grandmother, her sister is white passing. She's a little, my great-grandma is a little bit darker than her. So my great, was my great-aunt, basically. My great-great-aunt, she married a so-called white man. And they had babies. And their baby comes out fair, but their hair is a little thick. So he's confused, like, you know what I'm saying? And the whole time is because she was scared to go, at, to, like, be known as a colored woman. You see what I'm saying? And because of that, uh, like, she, like it was a safety thing, you know? So she could have just a better life. Right. She married a, white, a so-called white yeah. man. And 
a bunch of white cousins now. But you know what I'm saying? We don't talk. Bob Marley too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the funny part about like I think that whole situation is that do you think about Walter Plecker? All right, so this is something I like I think you would really appreciate is learning about Walter Plecker. Walter Plecker was friends with Marcus Garvey, sadly. Ooh, but, um, Ooh talk about it. But basically Walter Plecker, he uh he's a huge eugenics guy. Um good times. Like huge eugenics guy, just like uh Bill Gates people, you know? Just like uh are you, are you are eugenics to be clear, are eugenics people that are trying to actively get rid of certain people yes. or traits? Yes. Yes. Tra- both? Yes, absolutely. So okay. I'll, I'll explain it. So okay, yeah, please, please, please. So basically, Walter Plecker, he and uh, and invented a couple of things. Let me open up my notes so I don't get this his law wrong because there's these laws in Virginia where he basically got them passed, and they're all eugenic, eugenics types laws. So basically, there is uh, the Virginian Indian Racial Integrity Act or the Virginia Racial Integrity Act. If you search this up or anything, any anybody talking about it, or you just read it for yourself, you'll see that uh, Walter Plecker basically influence this law to say certain things and what it says is that hey look if anybody that you deem to be visually negro cannot be indian in the state of virginia so basically they just took the status away from millions of people immediately just took it away and this is like ended up in slavery that were once free mind you not from africa not from Jamaica or Cuba or anywhere else, from Virginia, been here for 10,000 or more years. And these guys come over and it's like, hey, we're going to reclassify you. And that's that's definitely eugenics. So basically, they went to a lot of these tribes and uh, during censuses, it's like, if you looked white, then, and you said, like, hey, I'm a free white person, they labeled you as that. Uh, the term mulatto, like, it, uh, search up in the Black's Law Dictionary, the fourth, the fourth edition, or really any of the first ten editions. A lot of the, the words are the same. Free white person doesn't mean just hey your skin is white. And black means dead, literally dead. So legally though, this is a, this is a legal status. So when people put this shit on their census, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what mortgage means? <laughs> I don't actually, but I should look it up. It means Maybe. death. You said that that when people yeah. put themselves down as black, they're literally saying that they're dead. Absolutely. But Walter Plecker, Walter Plecker had like a lot to do with that, right? What's that again? That's like word magic shit. Mm. It's Absolutely. Like it doesn't mean nothing. It has nothing to do with color. Like let's get past. Yeah. It. it means yeah. you claim a side, but it, the real problem is they don't teach you the the, the rules of the game. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Because exactly. they're cunts. Well, it, no, they, it's not just that they don't teach you the rules of the game. They give you a fake set of rules to keep you a victim for not. generations mm-hmm. while they play the rules of the game, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Def- definitely, definitely. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a rigged fucking thing, man. This whole thing is a fucking shoots and ladders well, but, out here. So, so on, the, on the legal side of things people are actually like hurting themselves by you know on paper identifying yeah. a certain way without knowing yeah. absolutely if you if you identify as white or black and you're an american person you're like wrongfully led into knowing who you are 
and where your people came from. I identify you know as a toaster, as a Portuguese <laughs> transsexual toaster. Well, so it's funny that you that you make that joke though, because like you know, like all this shit is going on now with the transhumanism shit, and like the the law of gender and how it's like goes hand in hand with that. And they're saying, hey, you can identify with as anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Like this, what I, what I'm talking about is literally basically the same thing, but it's like a force into a certain way. Because like you, you see how now it's like, oh. They're like really persuading people. Like, hey, maybe you should be something else. You know what I'm saying? Rather than uh, saying just do what you want, it's just literally the same thing. Walter Yo. Parker. Yo, Lil Nas X is like the gay version of Nas. Do you think they're gonna take every rapper and do like a gay version? <laughs> you know what I'm oh my god. So, so that, Yo, that's been. Jay-Z, son. You know what I'm saying? Seen Boondocks. <laughs> yeah, the yes. cartoon. Yeah, I know y'all seen uh, Boondocks, Gangstalicious, and them. That's old, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> it's the it's the same thing, you yeah. know. It's the yeah. same exact shit. Uh, right. A lot of these rappers, like, they go through humiliation rituals. You feel me? Yeah. Um, not not every single one, but a lot of them. Like, once you get to a certain level, they go through humiliation rituals, mm. and people get fucked up. Look at what happened in B Two K. Or uh, any of these groups where people come out, it's like, oh, my manager was abusing me. Blah, 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 blah. Like, Justin Bieber was abused. You feel me? Like, a lot Lil of Lil Wayne, too. Yeah, Lil Wayne. Absolutely. Mm. Well, uh, a lot of these people get humiliated, and that's a part of it, you know? I do want to get into that, but I don't want to slip past the point you were making about Walter Plecker. I just looked him up, yeah. and he turns out to be a pretty bad dude in the sense that yeah. uh, he was fucked up. He was an evil man. I don't know. Racist I mean, seems, seems like he was a bad dude. Yes, he, he basically what he did was he erased the records that would have given the original people who lived in Virginia, the First Nations people of Virginia, uh, a right that most native tribes have, you know, some sort of legal status or treaty, right? He deleted. He basically Damn. burnt all their documents yeah. because they had made them with the the king, you yeah. know, back when it was a Virginia colony. So he said, "Oh, you guys, you know, you you made a deal with the enemy. We don't, you know, whatever." <laughs> the fuck yeah. Right? So they, they even to this day, yeah, people who yeah. live in Virginia have issues with that if they're First Nations uh, legally speaking. Yeah. Holy so shit. like, so like, my family is indigenous, but I'm considered an African American. You see what I'm saying? Like, wow. we don't come from Africa. We was never from there. I got I got some ancestors from East Africa due to slavery. Like they was slave traders themselves. You know, uh, from Ethiopia, Yemen area, Sudan area. Juan, what are you? I'm Puerto Rican. But what's that? That's yeah, that? that's that's blacks with from Africa slaves from the the mainstream Afri- slaves from Africa. Yeah, the Spaniards and then and the years. indigenous people. Yeah. yeah. But what kind is you though? Which variety is you? I'm a mutt. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, same, I'm brown. I, I say that I can say the N word. I mean, I I I got a pass, right? But <laughs> not on this show. I don't know, bro. Nah, you indigenous, you you indigenous is fuck one. Well, like that's that's the that's dodge the hijack, bro. Like really, a lot of motherfuckers from Puerto Rico, they like you only look a certain way because there's more European ancestry. But at the end of the day, well, there's people, full blacks in Puerto Rico, like black. Like well, yeah, your skin tone, and in port, and my my wife's Brazilian. In Brazil, there's her cousins are black, like yeah. black. But see, that's Crazy. the difference with Brazil and Puerto Rico, and then like a place like Virginia or Florida. Even there's a lot less. So if you look like Virginia, like Richmond, Virginia is a port town, right? 
The second most African slaves came through here than anywhere else in America. There's another place in Texas, I think, that that, that got us beat by a couple hundred thousand. But when you get down to it, only 380-something thousand uh, West African people actually made it to America from the whole time of slavery. How so many? 380-something thousand. Like, 300. Like, search this up. Like, no disrespect, but that, I thought the number was, like, way higher. Exactly, exactly. So, and but there's a there's a reason for that, because uh, they don't they don't want us to have our land. You see, do you see what I'm saying? Just like he was saying, how Walter Plecker like literally committed paper genocide, wrote a bunch of people out of history because he had this this grudge against the Indians of Virginia because of the the treaties with the fucking queen or the king. Uh, A lot of people do this shit, bro. At least a lot of eugenics uh, type people. And they use uh, so-called black people to champion, to like to push the narrative, you know, people like Frederick Douglass, people like Marcus Garvey, who say, hey, let's go back to Africa. When it was never from Africa. Do you see what I'm saying? So is BLM another one of those psyops? Is that what what it's for? Because if you're, you're spitting some stuff right now and they're how you're saying they're propping this, this people who are African, African, it's like, you're not even from Africa. Like I have a buddy of mine who's Caribbean and right. he's dark skin. And you, if you call him African American, he gets kind of mad. He's like, bro, I'm not, he's not. I'm Jamaican and I'm, you know, I'm Caribbean. I'm from St. Yeah. Thomas or something yeah. like that. But his ancestors are probably maroons. You know what I'm saying? If he's a dark-skinned Caribbean man, his ancestors are probably indigenous, and they're probably maroons. Mm-hmm. Or Tainos. Yeah. Caribs, Arawaks. Oh. Caribs, Arawaks. Well, and that's the, that's the politicizing of biology. That's the boundaries, imaginary boundaries that have been cast by the people who are creating geomantic spells that, last yeah. generations right and this is a part of it when they came to the new world they had a new atlantis in mind a garden of eden and the people here were you know written out of history because they stood in the way you know they stood in the way uh, of you know this royal right to own property and and we all know how frivolous yeah. That is, but we were talking about masonry. We got our uh, resident mason joining us here, paranoid American Thomas G joining Illuminati us confirmed. <laughs> in the live stream right now. Uh, He's a paranoid, paranoid American. And he's ranting about conspiracies again. All right, time to go home, everybody. We got the, the Freemason. Oh, man. So we uh, the brothers got together recently and said that we're not allowed to talk about that anymore. So just just cut it. <laughs> All right, live stream. Cut it. Forget you heard that live stream. We'll cut this out of the final cut. Uh, oh, anyways, shit. do we have our men in black or uh, memory eraser? Psh, just erase the memory of the audience. We have a minute that is black, and we have now a man in black. I get. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, Juan. Juan's <laughs> taking a lot of creative license with this live stream. Anyways, we were just talking about some hidden history of America, and now we have the, the paranoid American with us, a fellow Florida man. Welcome to the show. We're here with our, our guest tonight, Gravy, and we figured right since on. this is the first uh, inaugural live stream that we're going to be doing every other Tuesday... 
we'd bring some friends along uh, halfway through and keep it exciting. So, Gravy, feel free to stick around as long as you'd like. Uh, we'll keep right. talking about. We'll, we'll we'll keep on the topic we're on because I I think everybody in the chat and everyone here sitting in on this Zoom call, my girlfriend Tara who's listening with headphones on over there, uh, love what we're getting into, and I think Thomas does as well, or at least he might be interested. Maybe we'll. we'll get a, a comic book one day about this but anyways uh where were we gravy you're rolling uh, up a joint don't yeah. let me interrupt you i could keep talking if you want some time to roll that up no nah, you good bro he was mentioning um he was mentioning uh the masonry aspect of it he said you didn't want to skip past it mm. well that's the interesting thing because there's a uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think it's the prince hall chapter of freemasonry and mm-hmm. and you know they're centered in the caribbean i think or have some prince roots albert. there prince albert. <laughs> thomas no. is prince albert <laughs> he's in a can okay that's a that's an interesting topic actually because uh, yeah, not not too long ago we we're on a podcast and someone was asking about freemasonry and and racism and one of the points that that I had to look up that was kind of shocking is that as of like 2021, I think it was, or at least this year, technically uh, Prince Hall Freemasonry and regular masonry within the United States are are supposed to be able to commingle, but mm-hmm. like as it rolls out through state by state through each state's Grand Lodge, the last I had looked within Florida. Like I would be allowed to go to just any Prince Hall Masonry as long as I got the invite. But if someone that was only in Prince Hall Masonry wanted to go to a regular, you know, quote unquote, regular lodge, they would have to actually get approval from the Grand Lodge in order to do that without it being kind of considered of like this gray area co-masonry. So even though that there's supposed to be this like full embrace of Prince Hall Masonry, it is so recent that, you know, the red tape is still kind of getting cut in places, uh, which is very much like a modern day version of it. Are we allowed to know that, dude? (laughs) Yeah, you can look at it. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's not every state, by the way. I think like there's only maybe, (laughs) yeah, they're coming after us now. I think there's only like four or five states that are still waiting for like a full integration between Masonry and Prince Hall. Florida just happens to be one of that, those final stragglers. I'm sorry. Paranoid American cut out right now. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Thomas, but Juan, you cannot play that sound effect when our friend here is rolling up a joint. You know what kind of fear you just put in through his whole body? I mean, geez, you scared me, and I'm I'm yeah, not even. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, yeah, it's it's a strange situation, uh, and I wonder, you know, if the uh, Knights of the Golden Circle have anything to do with this too, because I forget which podcast I was on. I think it was Wednesday Ultra. And they came up as a group that had a lot of influence in the Caribbean as well. And I'm like, what are what do they have to do with this whole equation? Dude, think about those islands like those are, like it's a little town, dude. And you know how you drive into yeah. every little town that says like uh, Mason at work, and it says like the one the other one with the Lions Club, and then there's the other. And I would imagine every port is like that kind of like right. You pull up, there'd be established business, there'd be established you know, layers within layers, you know, for example. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, dude, uh, that makes perfect sense. I, the the Knights of the Golden Circle, that's what you mentioned, right, Mark? Yes. So I, if, if I'm not mistaken, 
Because like, I was doing some research on the KKK not too long ago. I'm not mistaken. They have like a huge hand in starting the KKK by way of like the Dixie Crash in Virginia. Like that, in like the Civil War and shit. That's kind of why I brought it up because Thomas just used the phrase Freemasonry and racism. And on yeah. this show that I was on recently, somebody said the opposite of that. They were like, oh, no, no, no. That's all, you know, historical conjecture. And the KKK <laughs> was started by something else. And I had, I had almost been certain that i had read somewhere that the knights of the golden circle uh basically became the kkk but the knights of the golden circle were like devoted to stealing away all of this gold to prop up the south in the civil war uh so that eventually the south could fight again and obviously that never happened so with all that rage they just ended up resorting to being gang and criminals you know yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, they, they were supposed to, uh, basically, they wanted to make a, a new South. They wanted to expand the South to include Mexico and Jamaica and, like, Puerto Rico, a couple other islands. They wanted to, they wanted that to, like, still be uh, the, the slave trade. Because, mind you, this, like, most of these slaves weren't coming from Africa. These are indigenous people. And they're being separated by the concept of duality, the black and white. So it's like, if you're an indigenous person, it doesn't matter what tribe, if you could pass for life, like if it's one generation uh, away from being like completely a so-called white man, you were marked off as white on your census. And if it's like your opposite, you could be like brother and sister and the brother could be marked off as Negro or colored and the sister could be marked off as white. And this is where a lot of confusion comes in. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I don't know if you know anything about five dollar Indians, but all this, all this is like co- like Cointel Pro before. Well, it's Co-Intel almost Pro. like it's almost like on a human scale, selective breeding. Like they're politically yeah. incentivizing a shade skin to go with a certain shade of skin in yeah. order to almost like, um, almost like you know, maximize those qualities, right? So you're either really bright white or you're really bright black or you're really bright yeah. orange or you're really yeah. bright red you know like they're they're extremifying it to like create a division where before maybe it was more of a palette where there's not so much of a black and white it's more of like well there's 18 different colors so who cares about what color you are you're just you're just human <laughs> I mean, if, if you know anything about those like uh, rich white scientists from europe they fucking love to categorize shit bro that's like oh, it's, it's classification thing, yeah it's a whole science the <laughs> whole science right. of classification the linnaeus yeah. carl linnaeus he was like the biggest dork ever he loved writing down little types of plants and i mean th- there's a point to it but if also like to be in that kind of a mindset where every time you see something you're like mm, what bucket do i put this one in you really have to Think about this one. It's a weird fucking mindset to always be in, you know. Mm. You know who came up with eugenics? Take a wild fucking guess, Mark. It's fucking one of your German. Favorite, it's one of your favorite people in history no, it's ever. Not bro. my well, when favorite you say people. Came up with. Let's hear what what the answer is here. The goddamn German Pythagoras was the one of the first people. <laughs> that's to come your up favorite with person, dude. Come on, dude. Listen, listen like that's Aristotle, why Plato. Dude. That's why Plato wrote about it. That's what, no, and Aristotle too. All these guys were jumping off each other. That's why Plato wrote about it in, in the Republic. Huh. Where he, they wanted to well. segregate certain groups of people. Only certain people could breed with each other to keep this line. Yeah. Again, back, and that's what these... I don't know if you ever tried to date a Greek girl, but uh, her <laughs> brothers are usually the first ones to stop that. So, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> oh, see, I can't relate. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, Pythagoras was one of the first to come up with this idea of selective breeding. And then from there, he's one of the fathers of Western philosophy that trickled down. And we were actually in competition. Germany was actually in competition with us with eugenics because yeah. they were trying to beat us in, in, in 1912, 1919, yeah. all these years, they were sterilizing. Not just competition, bro. It was like hip hop, right? Like America came up with it, showed the world how to do it. And now Germany <laughs> is still 10 years behind. Like, oh, we really want to be good at that. How did you guys get so good at that? You know? Well, because it, it, it's always been inverted. It's always been like, oh, no, they were the first ones to do this horrible stuff and World War yeah. II and stuff. And when you actually start to read about it and learn about it, you go, wait a minute. We were doing it before that. We were innovating before them with that type of stuff. Well, if, if you, you think about it, it if, if uh, Germany hadn't gone, you know, to the extent that they did, there's a good chance that eugenics could still be like a, a common, you know, non-taboo topic it's just that right. you know one guy took that shit so far that everyone's like i don't even want to see anything related to eugenics anymore that's why they hide now you know what i'm saying that's why that's why they like they, they hide now. they're still into it everybody's into it all the richest motherfuckers they love you he's gonna change the name around a little bit that was called like designer babies right? that was yeah, called yeah, transhumanism bro Trans transhumanism exactly. yeah i was just talking to a person who had a sort of a, a positive spin on transhumanism they were like <laughs> oh well it, it could help people with disabilities and <laughs> You know, wouldn't you want to have superpowers too? And the whole time I was just thinking, like, you know, in all respect to this guest, they were fabulous, but uh, wait, you know, wait, the rich people are going to use that against everybody else. It's classism. Yeah. It always goes back to classism. Everything we're talking about is classism, and they it use is. racism to hide the fact that it's classism, at least in the last hundred or so years. Dude, yeah, think absolutely. about this. One side is racism. The other side is just a fetish. <laughs> A fetish? Bombs over here. <laughs> so you're so you're saying maybe in a hundred or two hundred years, people's fetishes will be like public information, and it'll be well, used now, against right us in stigma. Like, <laughs> right now, it's in style to be like, dude, I'll you know, I'm into like whatever. But like, yeah, you're into whatever. But the through line, it's fat bitches. You know what I mean? Or whatever <laughs> you think. Feet. You know what I mean? Whatever you. Grave digger gets me. <laughs> No, I do. Chris, uh, Chris, make a point, please. Don't just leave us hanging with that. Think about it, man. Think about it. My shit is real, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think me and the chat are lost, but uh, everyone else seems to understand what's going on here. Why do we have Chris on the show, bro? Like, he, <laughs> he comes up with these crazy obscure ideas out of nowhere he's like digging somewhere one out of the cosmos one, one side is like love and openness like wow like i'm down with whatever like people of all different races should be able to commingle and yada 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 right yeah and the other is just like i just want to fuck feet i don't <laughs> care like just whatever you know what i mean give me feet on the feet you know what i mean Oh my gosh. Well, this is a great this is a great time to bring uh another person into this live stream. Uh we got Shane Newsome, uh the host of uh I Knew Some But I Didn't Know It All podcast. He's also a very talented musician. We're just bringing all the peoples together right now. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Chris kind of threw a monkey wrench and I don't yeah. know First of all, how dare you, son of a bitch? Grave Digger got my back. He goes understands what I'm saying. 
Well, homunculusologist knows. I was I'm just about to about. say, you threw a monkey wrench at me, and now I don't know where you were, and now I want to introduce Shane. Shane knows everybody. Hello, everybody What's knows up, Shane. Uh, and now we got six I people here, here in the first Illuminati confirmed live stream ever. But let's get back on topic. Shane, jump in whenever you feel like you have something to say. Fuck yeah. Me and Shane have actually done an episode together, but he doesn't remember me. But that's how stoned he was that day. Oh, no, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, I remember. Juan, I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize it was you. You didn't have all the crazy lights and hats and shit, dude. <laughs> I think I might have been in Miami for that episode, but yeah, we, we've podcasted before together. Hell yeah, brother. Well, we're live, I and I just, you know, I should explain to the two people that just jumped in randomly. This is Illuminati confirmed live. You never know what could happen next. We could have an even crazier guest than this lunatic that just joined in who's smoking a bowl on YouTube live. Uh, so who knows? We could we could fill this, this up with nine people. I'm just like an orchestrator here. I'm like, all right, we're going to start with gravy. We're going to put some Thomas in there, and then we're going to finish it off with Shane Newsom. Who knows where this conversation can go now, but we're here. So let's... Let's stay on topic, because where we were was very interesting. Gravy, do you remember where we were? Um, I don't remember exactly where we were. We were talking <laughs> about mystery, but I, I, I got, I, I thought about something while Tell, we were like hit me. in between. Let's hear it. So, so, uh, you know, like uh, in the Bible, like in uh, First Kings and Second Kings, it talks about uh, the the Hebrews, the Israelites uh, establishing Israel and Judah. Mm. Um, and how the Phoenician Empire like helped them like become like a non-nomadic people and just like chill in that in that area and like develop the civilization and shit because mm-hmm. they were just a warring traveling people they didn't have any building skills right and uh, I so like I have a theory about this because remember I was mentioning earlier about how a lot of indigenous people in the East Coast have these uh, Semitic origins. Um, I think that because all right, so you know like Joseph Smith and fucking how he thinks like Utah is like the holy land and shit. Right. But he really Magic just ended underwear. up getting he really <laughs> he really just ended up getting kicked out to there, you know. Mm, but he was exiled, but, yeah. Exactly. But if you like if you really look into it though, like Utah is a crazy place to pick because Utah and Judah are, are etymologic etymologically the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh you Utah it's like Jays didn't exist if you dig what I'm saying. Mm. So like Uda, you know what I'm saying? Utah is the same. It's the same shit. You that's it. It's a, it comes from the U Indians, but they even even saying that, all right, this word comes from these U Indians, these Aboriginals with this Semitic language. You know, if you look at the uh, the relationship between Algonquin and Hebrew, is super similar, mm. uh, and any Algonquin derivative language is super similar to these semitic languages like aramaic hebrew amharic arabic you know what i'm saying they similar names similar customs and beliefs but they when the colon the colonizers got here they considered the people savages and pagans so i, I think i think that's a part of like a hijack as well like some cointel pro bullshit like I'm going to use a Cointel Pro as like a term though. Cause like this is before it existed, obviously, but I'm saying like just some bullshit in that, in that vein. Uh, like, Hey, these guys are literally related to these other guys. Let's like 
stop that connection. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, let's make let's make these people think something completely different. So then we can use the shit that they're using for our benefit. You see, just like what Juan talks about with the old buildings and shit in Florida and like how like it's like half built on one side and another, you know what I'm saying? Or uh shit that you talk about with just the geomancy and uh certain people moving into places to be there to to have that energy and keeping the names of certain places. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the names don't change, but mm-hmm. the concepts and the people change. Right. Well, I mean, you could find it anywhere here in New England and I'm sure across the United States, places like Salem and, uh, you know, Bethlehem and other, yeah. you know, biblical references. And they sort of play that name game and repeat things. But I've often wondered if there isn't some kind of consciousness uh, that's like, in the landscape itself that makes a person decide to name it that, right? Because if we're going to just go along with what history tells us, okay, some Joe Schmo decided, okay, this is going to be Salem, Massachusetts, right? But, I mean, when you look at what's happened since in Salem, clearly that particular Salem has some weird energy, right? I mean, everybody knows what Salem, Massachusetts is associated with. If I said Salem, New Hampshire, you would be like, hmm, I don't, I could, you know, Give me something to work with. Yeah, what 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 are they known for? And I'll tell you, not much other than maybe UFOs and and bears going through your trash. But and uh, dudes who like to fuck feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, in you here? know, <laughs> where are we going? Shout out to Juan's podcast, uh, the One on One podcast. That's where you can find more of his uh, fetish talk. But. Uh, and yeah. You son of a bitch! You give me credit for that shit. <laughs> I was making a point, but please, I'm, somebody help I, me out. I played a metal show in a sushi bar in Salem. In Salem, Mass. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> dude, we did a field trip there when we were little kids, dude, from Connecticut. We they took the whole third grade there to Salem Village. Oh yeah, I went too. Yeah. Yeah, they Wait, did. did y'all learn about the fucking Which, witch trials? Yeah, they oh, took yeah, us into a, a mock shit. trial. Yeah, they gave they gave us like the mock trial, and there was some woman that pretended to be a witch. You know, she was <laughs> acting like a. They witch. were all in like time period garb. You like make candles <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's like we went to this mock uh, mock up uh, ritual, and they sacrificed us to Moloch and had <laughs> everything, and they had that. But <laughs> it's like going to the Holy Land experience. Yeah, you know, that's here in a, or I'm I'm curious. Is there like a consensus on the actual truth of what happened to Salem? Because my interpretation. Well, is I that- love that you asked because we were <laughs> just touching on this before with what Gravy was saying about you know the actual heritage and ancestry of some of the native people because Tichuba, right? Right? Yeah, Tichuba is, yeah, is Tichuba. what is like the most famous Tichuba. witch. And and what's interesting about Tichuba is she, right? her, she her wasn't was also there. Okay, I didn't know that part, but what I know is is Tichuba is not like a, a typical witch, right? A lot of witches were like, you know, a, a virgin or maiden, an unmarried woman, uh, or even more like a widow. This woman was a, uh, I think she was like somebody's slave or somebody's housekeeper, and she came from the yeah. Caribbean. Right. So whether she was free or not, she was not like your typical witch. A lot of the witches that were hung were like typically young women or, you know, elderly women. But it was a lot of the times the witches were, it was just social power. Like somebody wanted social power over another person. So they would make up a story that this person was a witch. And, but with Tichaba, she was actually doing some hoodoo magic potentially. And and that's what started it. 
I, I heard some some interesting uh, on like a quick tangent on that. The whole like accusing other people of being witches. I can't remember the source of this. It was so fascinating that there was an incentive that before there was sort of like a welfare system in the colonies um, and also in Europe that when you saw like that old lady across the street, just like in constant agony and pain and just like always needing help with stuff, there was like this incentive for the community kind of just like accuse them of being a witch so that the community would take like the old people and like the, you know, like the, the what they consider like leeches on the town and just hate accuse them of being uh, witches. Absolve the responsibility. And as soon as they started implementing some kind of rudimentary welfare systems, a lot of that stopped along with the decree from like the, the papacy, but along like that welfare system, all of a sudden, like removed a little bit of the burden of the neighbors that had to like live with the aging. Well, population. And, that, and that's, that's the, that's like the trick of the state It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll remove your temporary problems and create a permanent problem. <laughs> like here's the, here's the permanent problem being stuck on welfare and being economically trapped for your whole life. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't think anyone would argue that welfare is ultimately a good thing. It's probably good in certain cases, but yeah, maybe it saved people but from I'm being hung as a witch. Just, it was an interesting, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, dynamic. no, I hear it, you. Like, it, it provides an incentive for you to call someone else a witch, not just you want to get above them in society, but like, right. get this old lady out of here. Mm. Right, right, it's right. Like fucking money Python. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not even dead. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> give him. Okay. Nose, you know, you guys didn't know what we're talking about, the Monty Python skit and all that. Monty Python, holy Irrelevant. Grail, bro. Irrelevant. I, was, I saw that like one time when I was a kid. Oh, it was a fucking, uh, it's like a, it's like an eighties movie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 British it's humor. A, it's yeah. it's irrelevant yeah. to the conversation. Chris just wants to seem cool by giving hey, no, some no, no, old no, no, guy no. reference. I brought it up, dude. I brought it up. I'm the youngest one here. Well, all right. Well, thank <laughs> you for validating. Being a witch, dude. What yeah, are you man. talking That's, about? Yeah. Oh, he just said something smart. Okay, enough with the movie okay, references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, enough wait, with the movie it? references. Thomas Thomas asked about this, and Chris just gave another explanation. We should we should highlight that. Because Chris is smart. I don't like the movie references generally, but the ergot, <laughs> the ergot. Um, apparently, that's a theory that oh, in Massachusetts there was ergot and it was going spoiling the bread and and everybody was hallucinating and that's why there was this witch crisis. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. That, I that, that early that. early CIA operation. Yeah, that sounds pre pre OSS. <laughs> sounds fishy to me. I As don't the know. Mason. Yeah, I think that's some one of those. Have like, you noticed that whenever we come up with a conspiracy, Thomas always has this weird, almost like sympathetic <laughs> ass ah. whatever is happening. Like MK Ultra, you know, they did this horrible stuff to people. He's like, but did it help advance <laughs> science? <laughs> In what sort of way did we? Yeah. Now we're able to. You know what I mean? He, it's kind of sus. Do you like bro. VR or not, Juan? I mean, you got to give up <laughs> something to get something, right? Just it's like fun. any magical formula. Yeah. It's fun. yeah. That's not so the microphone blocking the green screen. That's the green screen absorbing Thomas and pulling him into the matrix. Caressing him. He's just like being yeah. caressed by the green screen. <laughs> I mean, my background's real. 
Dude, the green oh, screen is at the Everybody's watching, like taking notes. Oh, shit. Like, kill next. Mark. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. That's that's how I feel. This show has become Kill Tony. It's become Kill Mark. Uh, everyone's trying to make jokes. Let's get back. And I started it. I'll take the blame. Let's get back to the topic, though, because I feel like we are somewhere. We have a Mason with us. I, who, who, you can guess who if you don't know who it is. And pulling them up and seeing if they're still alive and they're witch. Mm, yeah. Well, no, not there. I was talking about before you got here, Shane. We were I'm on sorry. some. It's okay. Well, no, it's well, not your fault. Before I got here, you said that you were on a cool um, sort of conversation about like unknown parts of America or something, and I oh, had yeah. just kind of like kicked uh, right in the history. middle of that. No, yeah, you, you you picked up on that. We've been okay. we, we're still talking about that. We're really we're talking more about like the hidden history of America throughout this whole show. I love it. Well, I, I got to... a, I got a vein that kind of riffs on top of Salem and continues Hit from us. there. I had been working on one of those little chick chack pamphlets. The one that I really been wanting to work on for a while is about the satanic panic and it traces specifically the American satanic panic. And it really did kind of start with Salem was like the, the big one everyone knows about, but really kind of predates that by maybe a century or so, because a lot of the people coming over they kind of like everywhere they saw it was, you know, demons and magic. So they second they get off the boat and they see someone that just like a little bit different, you know, wearing like red shoes instead of brown shoes. It's like they're doing witchcraft. That's the devil. Like it was to that level of, you know, because these are Puritans that like literally left their country into the unknown yeah. just to get away from someone that didn't meet like well, that, every little check mark. And right? that's still in the fabric of like New England and even East Coast of like, uh, like, you know, oh, the sense of humor is like, oh, this person's this. Like now the cancel culture is so sensitive about this kind of stuff. But that's like ingrained in this melting pot kind of area. Well, and so, that's where yeah. Satan panic kind of comes from too right wow. and like salem being like the first big one that's on record but there were so many that came after that and i think the last documented witch trial was like in the mid to late 1700s so it wasn't even that yeah. long ago the guy got let off but he actually like went to court and had to plead his case that he wasn't a warlock <laughs> that's actually crazy uh there's uh, a couple of things like about magic that I was like uh, studying because I remember that book I was trying to mention earlier to you, Mark, mm -hmm. about uh, just uh, early Jews, the Jews in, yeah. in America. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, the book is called Jews and Muslims in British Colonial America. You could just Google that shit. Okay. Um, and basically, it talks about the undesirables that I was talking about that got kicked out of their whatever home country ended up in America and a lot of Puritans because mind you some of these people are Puritans uh so-called black people and then uh, some other Puritans followed you know what I'm saying um just because there's already that culture here um and they got along with a lot of Indians for a good hundred years until this duality idea came you know what I'm saying but they were they're like the culture was like pervasive in the community that's why Jamestown is the way it is New England is the way it is you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, everybody was cool at first. And that's why a lot of people are even still Christian to this day, or it's like evangelical or Baptist or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just, it, it's kind of like second nature. People don't even know why they fucking go to church or why their grandma took them to the church or whatever the fuck, whatever race you are, you know? Um, and then, like, a lot of Latin people got, became Catholic forcefully. But um, that also lines up with their indigenous beliefs, the Catholicism. That's why, like, the voodoo is just a mixture of the Catholicism with the indigenous beliefs. But all they did was 
align their patron saints from Catholicism with the gods from whatever they believed. Mm. But the practices, like the prayerful ways and like the ritual aspects are super similar because the cultures are all Semitic. Mm. Now, academia tells us that's because, well, if they didn't hide them within the sainthood archetype, then they would lose that tradition. But you're saying yeah. it's more of like a positive syncretism because both were true and now it's the best of both. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. That's why That's why the Zulu works so well. That's what mm. I think. Wow. Because, because like, think about it, right? Like, if, if, if they were hiding and because I like, think about the Khazars. You know, they they had their pagan practices within the Judaism, but you'd see these these this small sect of Jews be like have this powerful money magic. Why does it work so well? It's be, you know what I'm saying? It's because absolutely, I yeah. I wouldn't say they hid it. You know what I'm saying? Or they because uh, they they definitely had to. Well, here's the it's, thing. Here's the thing. You have a larger energy body that you're working with if you're practicing within a group of people like. Catholicism as opposed to maybe like a unknown religion, right? Because the, the, yeah. an unknown religion is working off of that energy that them and their immediate following can muster up, right? 10, yeah. 15 people. Lynn McTaggart says you only need eight people, right? But imagine the power that you could have doing energy magic, working within something like the Catholic Church, because you're tapping yeah. into the consciousness of millions and millions of people. I mean, Buddhism... Islam, Christianity, they're all working this sort of egregore. Each of them have their own egregore. And the larger the egregore, the more, you know, the more weight you play on the field, you know, the more things you can do, the, the, who knows? I mean, maybe I'm just I mean, sort of, I gotta say, I, uh, my mom had stage four melanoma cancer and like pretty much everyone was like, yeah, you're going to die. And, uh, I mean, they prayed for her at my Catholic church. I don't I mean, I don't attend anymore, but, um, I mean, I can't say it didn't help, you know? Mm. Yeah. I've, I've seen people be healed, uh, like in real time by laying on of hands. And I always thought that was crazy as fuck. Yeah, it's man. like, you know, I'm like, it's like, cause like, cause sometimes you see this shit on fake, like it's fake with the TV evangelists and shit. And let's mm -hmm. just get up and start running. Like this person who wasn't blind is obviously an actor and now they're not blind anymore. But like as a kid, I used to go to these, uh, these really like super small churches, like super religious churches. I, I'm, I grew up in Petersburg, Virginia. I don't know if you know where that is, but yeah, it's like a really, really small town country ass place. Um, a lot of indigenous people and the church, like people are just super, like super, super superstitious you know and you can't say i've seen it a lot in my life but as a child i definitely see people being healed by laying on of hands i always thought that was crazy as fuck mm. um, has anyone here been to <clears throat> multiple different christian denominational churches before yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. all kinds i was a part of the cult uh the international church of christ i don't know if anybody has heard of that shit no, well, what, yeah, it's what's the cool part about of the goal? Wow, the ICC. Where you're, like, you're on the IC it, right now, so that's pretty let's, interesting. Let's say you're trying to sell it, right? You're in the cult now, and you're trying to get me to join. No, like, no, no, no. Like what are what are the pros, man? Let me let me hear what like the biggest pros. Uh, are. I wouldn't say there were any pros to me. Well, actually, I lied. Let me let me, let me take that back. And think you got to get sold on it somehow, right? Well, all right, so basically, it, it presents itself as a normal church, and that's why it gets people. And I, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why it, gets people. it presents itself as a normal church. 
but these people like have this sense of community that normal churches don't usually have. And so like it draws people who don't know like all the details and it's like, oh damn, like these people are actually together. Like these people are actually following the Bible. So it's like, I want to be a part, like, if you're looking for a church to join. It's like that it seems like a kind of church you want to join. But once you get in the church, you notice that they're doing some shit, you know? Uh, one of the big things is that uh, well, everybody's called a disciple and, and you can't be a part of church unless you're a disciple uh, of Jesus specifically. Uh, obviously, but basically, like by doing that, you have to study these twelve lessons that they came up with specifically um, to to be baptized in their church. They believe that their church is the one true church of the world, just like how Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses do, and that uh, everybody else is wrong, and that you have to go through these things and follow the Bible exactly in order to be. Uh, saved and go to heaven like you can't just say it and so that comes with a lot of weird practices like uh by the time you get to the study called the confession study basically they make you tell they they, they make you tell them every sin that you've ever committed fucking um, blackmail it sounds pretty yeah, catholic yeah <laughs> yeah no <nah>, super catholic <laughs> but i mean we're just talking about like the og intelligence <laughs> agencies right like tell me all your yeah. secrets go share it up the chain <laughs> yeah hey, what'd you wait hey what'd you do this week uh <laughs> ten, 10 hail marys yo write that shit down son yeah weird, eh? but it's, it's fucked up though because uh it doesn't really matter what age so basically after the age of knowing like the bible talks about there's a knowing like where you like just know right from wrong like that youth innocence is gone and basically they, they believe that age is around 12 13 years old and so basically they make you study the bible in this very specific way to be baptized in a very specific way and they pick people who are part of the church they think will be like you you know what i'm saying it's like some weird narcissistic shit like where they pick like a person who they think is similar to you to so to be like your elder to study with so then like you get into the church and shit and then basically like you know what i'm saying you have this idea that the church is just like this but then you start to meet other people mm. and you can't date outside of the church you can't talk to your family members outside of the church you like there's all kinds of shit that you have to do like everything is done inside the church. There's no relationships outside of the church. Yeah, this There's is very heavy, like uh, people's temple vibes or like Oneida mm, uh, yeah. community vibes yeah. where like you get married and like, I guess uh, you're describing almost like a mentorship, but like in the people's temple and Oneida and some of the other ones, it would just be like, I like if that guy and that girl made kids, like y'all are married now go and reproduce. And like, you don't have a say in it because the pastor decided that that's what's going to happen. What they do something like? very similar to that. How long did it take you to figure out it was like 10, 15 minutes or what? Like mm. no, so I was a kid when I joined. Basically, my mom and my dad split was like seven, oh, six boy. or seven. Something mm. like that. My my dad moved to Virginia Beach, so I'll go down to Virginia Beach like every other weekend. And he joined the church. So every time I go down there, like spring break, weekends and shit, I'm at this church. And basically, it, like, I, got, I did get baptized when I was, like, 14 or something. And basically, it got to a point where it was like, hey, like, you're a little older now. You're getting baptized and shit. Like, you got to go to the church in Richmond, like, where you go back home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go link with the brothers out there. Like, you, you can't have, like, the same friends and shit that you have. And it was just really weird. But I figured it out because I had a little brother who was born with cerebral palsy. 
And he was supposed to die when he was like four, but he lived to be like 13. And when he, he died when I was like 16. And uh, basically when he died, he told my stepmom that um, he didn't go to heaven because he was never baptized. And that shit made me look at shit like completely differently. Like it caused my mom and my dad to break up, but well, my stepmom and my dad to, to get oh, divorced and shit. Whoever said that. That's some heavy well, stuff, man. But you, but you got like this is their belief. Like this is heavy. Like just like you said, like they all believe this shit. So even the person, just like you said, fuck that evil Clint, is not just that person. Like they all believe it. Mm. Um, they, it doesn't they all mean that it's right. Him. It doesn't mean that it's. No, nah, I don't. I don't think it's right, right at all. Like that, you know what I mean? It means that they're dickheads that have been fucking <laughs> tricked by some other dickhead. No offense. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, you're hey, right, though. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that shit. Yeah, and we're we're not ending just yet, but we are going to go over to our Patreon and continue this conversation. So, folks who want to hear the end of this conversation, where we get into this story a little bit more, sign up on the one-on-one Patreon. Sign up on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Patreon, and maybe sign up on the Chris Proser Patreon if he makes one one day. Who knows? But uh, for everybody on YouTube, thank you for tuning in with us. We love you. Uh, There will be a new episode of Esoteric America. It's already playing right now, so go watch that or sign up on the Patreon and hear the rest of this conversation. Peace.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.